0: Hello and welcome back to the Flow and Flourish podcast. I am your wonderful host, Nicole Rohn, and as always, I am so thankful that you are tuning in today. I hope that you really are enjoying this self-care series that we've been doing all month long and that it's motivating you to start making some changes if you haven't already and prioritizing self-care especially since we are number one in the middle of the holidays and number two, coming up on a whole new year. My whole goal with this was to really help you get a jump start on that whole new year, new me sort of deal that we all end up running into at the end of the year. So hopefully the ladies that I have brought on throughout this month have been really inspiring and motivating you to get into action and becoming that person that you've been working toward becoming. Now, today will be no different. I am beyond excited to share with you the conversation that I had with Miss Janicia Green. It is so bomb, and I just wanna jump right into it so that you guys can listen in and take away a lot of different nuggets. We are talking about faith and how important that is, especially as you are walking in your own journeys. And in this conversation specifically, we're talking about obedience and how obedience is, in essence, it's self-care. And so with that, I want to give you a quick intro on Miss Janicia. And then we'll dive right into the actual episode. Many of you will hear me say this over and over again because so many of the women that I've worked with, I love sharing my platform because I feel like we all have a, a duty and an obligation to be able to reach the people that God has called us to reach. And so with that, know that Janicia is also one of the lovely ladies from the purpose-to-platform business incubator that I was in. And I actually just finished serving as a challenge coach, which was so freaking phenomenal. But that's a story for another time. But I just wanted to give you that tidbit of information that Janicia and I met, I want to say probably back in March, April, sometime in the spring or the summer. But anywho, Janesia Green is a faith coach that teaches women how to move from fear to faith in order to walk in their God-given purpose. After moving across the country, not once, but twice, and quitting corporate America to start several successful businesses, Janesia has learned the art of opening doors by faith. Please welcome Ms. Janicia to the Flow and Flourish podcast. Welcome to the Flow and Flourish podcast, Janicia. I am so happy to have you here.
1: Thank you. I'm very happy to be here.
0: Yay. <laughs> I typically like to start with my guests and have everybody tell themselves just a little bit about them, like where you're from and what you're doing, and then we'll talk into how you got into the space of what you're doing.
1: Definitely. My name is Janicia Green. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, but currently I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. And the story of how I got here was a lot. And basically, God called me to move from Charlotte, North Carolina to Los Angeles, and then from Los Angeles to here where I am now. So I definitely have found that God has made me depend on him in faith and He's just taken me a lot of different places and had me rely on him. And now I'm able to teach other women how to do the same.
0: Oh, okay. So good. So you'll be teaching us how to move when God calls us, huh? Yes. Yay. (laughs) Now, you said that you're from Jacksonville, Florida, and I know before we started recording, I was talking a little bit about how I love Florida so, so much, and I'm mad because I typically go there for my birthday, (laughs) and you said that you moved from Jacksonville to Las Vegas? Los Angeles. Oh, Los Angeles. Okay. Mm -hmm. How long were you in Los Angeles? Two years. Two years? Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you ended up moving to where you are now? Yes, Charlotte. Yay, in Charlotte. Charlotte. Now, how do you like it in comparison to Jacksonville and to L.A.?
1: They're all different. I think my favorite was L.A. Okay. But yes. It's, I've started to learn more about myself in each season, in each city. So, mm-hmm. yes, where I am now is compatible to how God is making me as a woman now.
0: Oh, good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I know that for myself, moving around has challenged me in ways that I didn't think that it would off the top of my head, right? And especially if you're doing so by yourself, you're learning the new area, you're trying to figure out, you know, all the things to get yourself comfortable when you uproot and you just move somewhere. There's a lot that comes with that. So I wanted to have you talk to me a little bit more in depth about what it is that you do and what it looks like when God does call you to move. Yes.
1: So right now I am a faith coach. So basically I help women get the faith to either move to a new location or quit their job or start a business because God has had me do each one of those. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Yeah. I just really love seeing a woman blossom into who God called her to be and to thrive in the city or a job that he's called her in. So I love that they get rid of that fear and move fully in faith. And when God is calling you to move, it just, at first, is very scary. And it is very, it looks scary. It looks crazy to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Right? They're like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? But when you get to that place or that job, it's like a peace that surrounds you. Mm-hmm. And I love that part. And I love seeing that in so many different women.
0: Yeah, that is really good. I know from personal experience as well, like you said, it's not easy to, when you hear that, hey, it's time for you to, whether it's move to a new job, leave a relationship, move across the country, just moving out of your comfort zone is what I think about it, right? It's hard and it's real scary. And there can be a lot of doubt that comes up. There can be a lot of resistance that comes up. And so I'm really thankful that as a faith coach, you are helping women like myself to move into that next space that God has called them to. Before we jump into a couple of different reasons as to why God would be calling you to move, do you mind sharing any parts of your story in how it was or what it looked like for you to be you know, where you were originally? in Jacksonville, and then I guess what it looked like for God to say, hey, it's time for you to go to L.A. What was that like?
1: Ooh, that was very scary. I remember the weeks leading up to it, I just kept seeing L.A. and hearing L.A., and my heart was very softened to L.A., but I was like, okay, maybe someday in the future, and I remember one day, my ears were aching, and I just felt like, I was like, is God trying to talk to me? I was like, I don't know what this is. (laughs) And I remember I got home from church and I was in my room and I was like, God, are you trying to speak to me? Like, what is going on? Like, I can't hear you. I don't know what's happening. And I just got quiet and God told me, I want you to move to LA. And I was like, okay, so.
0: uh, Yeah. What was that reaction like? (laughs) I was shocked. I
1: was very shocked. And I'm the type of person that I have to do it quickly or I won't do it at all. And I know how God deals with me. And so if he's calling me to do something, it usually happens fast. He accelerates everything with me. And so I started to tell people and they started to proceed to call me crazy. And Mm -hmm. they thought I was smarter than that. And then my mom and my parents were crying. My dad was crying and everybody was trying to like have me not go. Reason being that I didn't have any money. I didn't have much of a savings. All I had was my car. I didn't have a job lined up there. I didn't know anybody there. And were um, you
0: leaving a job that you were in to move to LA? No, at the time, I just graduated college. And okay. so
1: I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life. So no, I wasn't working um, okay. at all. So it
0: still looked- scary though, right? Not having scary. stuff lined up to a new city. Mm-hmm.
1: So nothing, it made no sense. And then I was just like, I'm going be obedient. And so I packed up my car and I drove that seven day trip.
0: Ooh, wee, wait
1: a minute. Seven days? Seven days. Girl. For like five. But <laughs> as I was going, my dad was like, he didn't want me to go, but he was like, since you were already going, you might as well kind of make a road trip out of it. So I kind yeah. of like stopped at the Grand Canyon. It's been an extra day in Las Vegas or whatever. But yeah, all by myself, packed up my car and I just went.
0: Ooh, wee. Within a month. Now that was fast. Yeah. So your ears were you know, like you said, tingling and hurting, and then you got I mean, quiet. God said, go to LA. And within 30 days, you were like, I'm finished and I'm done. <laughs> and I'm in LA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, what was it like once you got there? How did that feel?
1: It was a little disappointing at first, because I don't know what I thought, but I was like, oh, when I get here... It's going to be like a person at the end of the corner be like, we were waiting for you. I don't know if you can stay. And that didn't happen. But what did happen is I found a church. Someone recommended a church there. And the pastor knew someone who was looking for someone who had a room available. Because in LA, people have roommates a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to move into there. But yeah. It wasn't how I thought it would be, but (laughs) over the course of those two years, it was amazing. I changed. So many opportunities opened up for me, was in a room with so many people and made so many friends. It was, my faith grew, everything grew. I just Wow.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, good. That's a good segue then, because I want to know, I guess once you got there and you had all these different experiences. What do you feel was the reason that God had you move to LA? And then we can talk about more in depth some of the different reasons that other women like ourselves may hear, see, or feel that's calling them to move.
1: Mm. One of the reasons is there's so many, and one trip cannot be just doesn't have to be one reason. But I know that a lot of my blessings were there in Los Angeles. I know that. The people that I was able to meet, so I, I'm in music as well, I do songwriting, and the opportunities to be in the studio with a lot of big names, to be able to write with different people. You right. can
0: name drop, go ahead, girl, this, <laughs> is, this is about both of us. Let the people know who you've been working with. It
1: was just, it's a lot of people in just
0: every genre.
1: I was just able to record in the studio with Ronnie Jerkins and just, mm. oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> just just opportunities. But and I I don't even know how that happened. And it even catapulted another career in me that I didn't know I had. So mm-hmm. as well as music, I also video edit and I did that for many years to be something. Wow. To but I didn't know that I could do that until I got out there and I was like, Oh, I need some money. But I was like, Oh, I know how to edit. Let me just start charging people. Mm-hmm. So I just created a business out of that from you know the leap, And I also know that one of the reasons that God called me to move is for other people, mm. specifically to trigger faith in other people. Because okay. if I hadn't experienced that, I don't know how many people would have been where they used to be. Mm. So everybody would call me family members, friends, just people who would see my YouTube channel, people who would just hear my story when they interact with me they'd be like oh my gosh like that's amazing like that gives me the courage I have so many friends who then moved and went to do other great things moved to Nashville moved to Texas did all mm-hmm. kind of stuff because the faith move that I did and I find that to be such a blessing that maybe it's something not tangible that blessed my life per se mm-hmm. but it blessed someone else's life and I I love that
0: yeah that's huge right like It sounds like you literally created a movement for close friends and family that are creating transformation in their lives, right? You've helped them to increase their faith and walk in their path and just listen and be obedient. And you and I both know that's not always easy, right? I know for me, I've talked pretty openly about one situation where I think it was like 2009 or so. And I was really comfortable in the job that I was working at. Wasn't really in a really good relationship at the time. It was very abusive to be candid. And I remember God just telling me I was working, you know, enjoying what I was doing. And he said, you need to move back to Chicago with your mom. And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) You want me to do what? Absolutely not. So I prayed on it a little bit. And literally the very next day, I walked into my manager's office with tears in my eyes and I said, I am moving to Chicago. And he said, well, why, you know, is it the money? Like, what can we do to keep you staying? And I'm like, I can't even explain it. Like, I just feel really, really drawn that this is what I need to do. And like you, I too was like, oh, when I get there, I'm going to have this, that, and the third and everything's just going to line up. Er, No, it was nothing like that. It was the most difficult and terrifying thing that I've ever done but I know that it was the catalyst to where I am now. Not only did I leave the abusive relationship, but I got back in school. And that was the catalyst to me finishing my associates, which led to my bachelor's, which led to my master's and just all these different things. And I can't even imagine what my life would be like had I not been obedient. So I wanna talk a little bit about what are some of the reasons that God would call people to leave? What does that look like? Like you said, whether it's a relationship or a job or moving across the country, what does that look like?
1: Similar to what you said, leaving an abusive relationship, a lot of times people are in a situation and maybe they don't realize it because it's so normal, but there is maybe a friend group or a relationship or a bad job atmosphere or just your household is toxic. And God is like, I'm trying to get you out of that because currently you're distracted and you don't know left from right. And I really need you to do this. I need you to move because if not, you're going to stay the same way for years. And we don't have time for that. I need mm-hmm. you to move. That's um, not what he designed us to do. Exactly. Exactly. And it can pretty much either halt your purpose or just really take more years than it needs. And then a lot of times, I like to say blessings are geographical sometimes because. Yeah, explain um, that. That's interesting. Because with Abraham, when God told him to go to a place that I will show you, God could have blessed Abraham anywhere, but he had a blessing in a certain location for him and had mm-hmm. Abraham's estate because he wanted to be underneath his father or just in that place. He knew people. is where he grew up this is what's familiar. He would have missed out on all of the blessings that God had for him. And mm. so a lot of times, if we stay in one place, you won't meet that person. You may not interact and meet this person that will be your husband. You may not have this job opportunity because that job is not there. They have a headquarters mm. and it's in yep. this city.
0: <laughs> um, it's you got to literally move
1: your feet, get up and go. And move your feet for your blessing. And also, Blessings could be time-specific as well. Not always. God can redeem time. And for the years that we wasted by being all over the place and being distracted. But sometimes there is an exact time and we don't like to hear that. But there is a time signature on a certain blessing. There's a window when somebody is creating something. Maybe, I know in LA, there was like a show being made and my friend, I knew someone out there who moved. And had they not arrived like that week they wouldn't have been on that show their career and that's just that example but there are so many examples and sometimes when you get there you won't know that you were right on time you live in that blessing but if you don't move you wouldn't know either so
0: I identify with that fully because thinking about that move that I made right like I got I said things didn't go as smoothly, but there were some things that were just like perfect timing that I couldn't have even made up, right? Like the job that I got was amazing. I was working downtown and out of everybody in the office, I was the one who needed to go to this like security training sort of thing. And I happened to sit next to this lady and me being friendly, butterfly, you know, sunshine, talking, asking her how she was doing. She worked for this management company, an apartment management company. And part of my struggle when I moved back to Chicago was that I had allowed that relationship to destroy my credit and even had an eviction. And there were so many different things. And so I was like, God, I really need to get a place to stay. So what are the odds that I sit next to this lady at this trainer that I did not want to go to and we start talking and she manages this apartment complex? Through her, I was able to get an apartment within 30 days from sitting and talking with her. Okay. And so when you say divine timing, like it gives me goosebumps thinking back, like just had I not moved, none of that would have happened. So that's great. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm stopping. That's an amazing example. You wouldn't have had that. So
1: God knew that you know, all these things have happened where your credit was messed up, whatever. He had a divine occasion appointment set up for you to meet her. And yes. you wouldn't have met her if you weren't there. And another thing that I love to think about is how God calls us to move for someone else. Not only to be a testimony for someone else and be like, oh, God can do it. You can do it in your life too. But literally for someone else, like you moved back for your mom. Mm-hmm. And I know that one of the major reasons why I moved back to Charlotte was for my family here. I have a couple cousins here versus when I was in LA, I didn't have anybody there. But here I have so many occasions have come up where I have been the one available or the shoulder to cry on, or literally the person to come help in any time of crisis, get in my car, what's happening, here's this money. And we don't like to think of that because we think of our purpose is all about us. God, We, how you blessing me. But sometimes God is using you as his hands and his feet to go and help someone else. So to move partly for someone else is not an attractive blessing, but it is something that God is calling you to.
0: Because we're naturally selfish, right? It's all about me, what I need, my needs, all of that. But you bring up such a good point that oftentimes what we're called to do is really to help other people. And when you physically move somewhere and realize that, Other people's freedom and blessings are attached to your obedience, it's mind blowing. And again, I identify so closely with what you're saying because I moved from Madison, Wisconsin to Chicago, and all of my siblings, most of my siblings, were in Chicago. And there were times where I was the only person that was available to do certain things. And so, even seeing me progress through my own challenges, leaving that relationship. Getting such a good job, finishing my degrees while being a single mom, motivated other people around me to say, You know what? If she can do that thing, I can do it too. And so, yeah, it you're so so right. Yeah. And so, sometimes, from what I'm hearing you say, the reasons are you know to get you out of the space that you're in because God has something greater for your life. You can be moving for other people as well, right? To help them in their journeys and then did i miss any i think i kind of combined them but those are the two major reasons that god would technically yeah, call you just, to. Move. Yeah, the, yeah the assignment or appointment
1: is at a certain location at a certain time
0: yep the blessing being tied to the geography so yes, yes. good mm-hmm. <laughs> okay now that we know some of the reasons Let's talk about what some of those signs look like because you know I got some stories for that, but I'm going to let you take the lead on this and talk about what those signs typically look like that we may ignore, dismiss, you know, bury and pretend that we forgot about. What does that look like?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Simple closed doors or open doors. So when I was in LA, everything kind of lined up where, My apartment, my roommate was getting married and my other roommate was just randomly wanted to move back with her parents or whatever. She wanted to save money. And so I couldn't afford to pay the entire rent because we had a nice place. So I was like, oh, I have to move out. But, you know, trying to find another place in an area that I liked in L.A., I didn't want to really get roommates. Like I was just everything kind of that door was closing. And then the opportunity for a job here in Charlotte opened up. My mm-hmm. cousin worked at a financial institution here. She you can put a good word in for me. And I hear that over and over. And I see that in other women is that God would close a relationship. He would then have it like all kind of craziness will break out in their family where they just feel like I can't stay any- here anymore. I can't focus. Their job will come to an end and be like, well, um, this is your last week. And they had <laughs> no idea. And They were comfortable in that job. But just the ground is shaking underneath you. Mm. And you can either try to grab on or you can jump. Mm. And then also the other hand is where the new place where God is calling you to a door would open. And then also feeling uneasy. You just, it's just a Feeling You don't even know. You're just like, I'm not going to be here long. Like, I'm just not going to be here long. And then another thing is that you start to see it everywhere or start to come up. Like, when I was thinking of moving to LA, like I said, every street signs, clothing, license plates said California, like it was just everywhere conversations somebody would walk over to me and be like I'm thinking about going to LA we're taking a trip or just like what <laughs> yeah out of nowhere and that wasn't the norm before I can see where you can occasionally kind of like think about it so you see it a lot like you want a car and you start seeing that car all the time that, but this ain't that <laughs> no it's like a knowing it's like I know. It's like a confirmation every time you see it or hear it. Like, okay, God, I see you. Okay, God, I hear you. Especially when a conversation comes up and that you didn't initiate and that started happening, then you're like, okay, that, okay, God, I hear you. And then another thing is where God actually speaks to you. Like he tells you to move or he gives you a dream or a prophetic word or just whatever. Like he literally tells you to move. So you not doing it is outright ignoring him or disobedience. So Yeah, that's a couple of the reasons or different signs that you would give.
0: Yeah, those are really good signs. And I'm trying to pick one specific instance because there have been so many that have occurred for me. I think, like you said, not only doors closing, but also the easy opening, right? That's super important that I want people to pay attention to. For me, I guess one of the biggest ones was when I decided to let my husband back in our life. What most people don't know is that when my daughter was three months old, her dad went to prison. And so I became a single mom and I, you know, that's how I ended up in that abusive relationship, left that, moved back to Chicago. Right. But shortly after he was released, I was on up and up. I was about to graduate. And in my mind, I was like, he don't have to do this, 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 and this just to see the kid. I don't want no part of that. I've grown. That's not what I want. Any of that. When I tell you that day, like I, uh, his brother brought him over, of course, for everybody to see us. We've known each other for 30 years, but he came over and I was thinking like my heart and my head were like, you're not going to be able to just push him to the side. He's going to need some assistance. And I know this isn't what you want to do, but this is what you need to do. And I was not speaking with my stepfather at the time. And he called me out of nowhere and was like, babe, I know we into it. But listen, I'm telling you right now, what you need to do is put your family back together. I know you don't want to hear that. I know that he's, you know fresh, and this ain't what you want, and you are I-N-D-E-P. You know, you're independent. You got this, but listen to me. Don't let what anybody says stop you from doing what you know you're supposed to do right now, and I'm like, that's crazy. I was just feeling that, but I ain't trying to hear that. Long story short, I went to drop him off at the halfway house that he was going to stay at, and in my head and in my heart, God was like, did you not hear what I said? He's not going to make it here. This is not the sort of support that he needs. I know this ain't what you want to do. And in that moment, the words just came out of my mouth, like, you can't stay here. You have to come back with me. This isn't what I planned. This isn't what I want. This is disruptive to me. You have to come back with me. And he said, I can't. Because at the time I was sharing an apartment with my brother, he's like, first of all, your brother is extra mad at me. We might fight. Like, that's not healthy. You know, and I have other people that I need to report to the parole officer at the time that in that moment, as soon as he got out of the car, when I tell you the parole officer pulled up, which is unheard of and said, hey, you absolutely can go. I don't think this is the best environment for you and came back. Everything shifted. Now, there my brother was upset with me and him and my brother did exchange some words and fists and things. We won't talk about that right now. Um <laughs> But I think about had I not been obedient, right? Like we're going on nine years of marriage. I really, I didn't want to do that. Like I literally was living my best life. I was dating, things were good. I didn't want to do it. But me doing that was me being obedient and it flourished into everything that it is now. So yeah, all those signs.
1: (laughs) That's beautiful because that kind of triggers when God calls you to move. It doesn't have to be a situation. It can just literally be opening your heart to something that you got closed it out to. And he's trying to move you out of either a grudge or a wall that you put up or anything. Or... So that is beautiful. And the fact that it just came out of your mouth, like it was like God speaking through you. Like
0: It was like that. God word vomit all at the same time. Yes. yes mentally too I was like I don't want anybody to judge me because he's like literally not even 24 hours out of jail this isn't what I want is this what's best for my daughter like all of these different things and I'm tugging with it and worried about the perception but God again said hey did you hear what I said and then for everything to line up like we still talk about this we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago and I'm like I I wasn't trying to deal with you at all. Like, I ain't want nothing to do with you on no level. And look at us now. Like, so thankful that God spoke directly to me and I listened. So those signs are real. Very, very real. Mm -hmm. So speaking of which, once you get the inkling to move, right, you have those different reasons. You start seeing, feeling, hearing things. Doors are closing. Doors are opening. You get these different signs. How are you able to be obedient and move through that? Similar to the story that I just shared. I love the part about when you said that you
1: had to, you didn't want to look crazy or stupid or whatever. You knew. All of that. <laughs> One of the things is to have a support system or to push away the people that you know is going to deter you from walking in faith. When I moved the first time, I didn't really tell too many people because when I initially started to tell people, I didn't go immediately. I was supposed to go. I was going to leave literally in a week because I listened to people. It took me like a month, even though that seems fast. It could have been faster. I could. I don't know what appointment I missed in L.A. because I was stagnant at that moment. So getting your support system. So I had a group of friends. And I had my pastor at the time, and I just really told them, and they were the ones who gave me courage and kind of just helped me, pray for me or whatever. And I knew the people that I could not tell, or to keep it very brief. Versus when I moved to Charlotte, I told everybody, because I knew in that, that occasion that people were used to, okay, Janicia kind of, she's a little radical, so <laughs> and she's going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Definitely getting your support system or then not really leaning on those who could deter you as well as preparing yourself. So when I was getting ready to move, I just literally made sure I had everything together as far as how am I going to make it? How am I going to get there? Not really like a plan B type per se, but just fully planning out my plan A. I'm doing this regardless. How am I going to do it? And then literally, sometimes you just can't think about it too long. You just have to go. You have to pray and be like, God, be with me. Show me a sign. Give me another confirmation. If you're telling me this, give me a confirmation. I will go now. And that's really what I needed because I didn't know I was supposed to move. When I, I was kind of back and forth with going to LA, and I was like, God, if you really want me to go, give me a confirmation. Have someone close to me tell me that and then the next morning my cousin called me and she was like i think when god told you to move the first time he meant now she literally mm-hmm. took those exact words that i prayed the night before <laughs> and just called me she just called just like didn't say hey or nothing like hey i just think when God told you to move before uh, you're supposed to go there like and then what
0: sealed the deal yeah
1: so it was really getting the faith getting pushing out that fear having your full trust in God, that God, you will provide for me, take care of me, having your support system around you, shutting off the voices that are not for you, Mm -hmm. planning it
0: and going. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's deep. Because when I go back to when God told me I needed to move back to Chicago, I too prayed for a sign. And I kept calling, you know, my significant other at the time. Like, we really need to talk. We really need to talk. And I'm like, God, if this is what I'm supposed to do, don't let him call me back. And I put a time on it. I'm like, don't let him call me back by five o'clock. And so then when five o'clock came, I was like, I really meant like six (laughs) o'clock. I really meant seven o'clock. And he didn't call. And that's what prompted me the very next day. Because I wanted to talk about it with him and say, hey, God told me to do this, but he didn't call because he wasn't part of that. It wasn't for him. It was for me, you know? And so I think it's important that you said to look for those confirmations and to pray, because when you ask, you get it immediately. And similar to the situation with my husband, Darius, like in that moment, I was praying in my head, right? As he walked out and the person was there that allowed him to do what he needed to do. I'm like, if this is meant, just let it be natural. Let it flow. And I was hoping, I'm like, nope, he gonna come back and they gonna say, nope, you gotta stay here. But that sign, it was instant. And so I'll also say in that situation with me living with my brother, I knew that we couldn't necessarily be there because my brother was so upset with, you know, the decisions that he made left me a single mom. Naturally, he loves me. He loves his niece, those sorts of things. But Praying and looking for signs, I I too was like, if this is the real deal, allow him to like get a job by tomorrow, got the job very next day, you know? So there are these things that we, we need to continue to look for and ask God for, but we need to move. We have to do it. Like stop second guessing how many more signs you need, right?
1: (laughs) Yes. You can sign out. You can be signed already. <laughs> Lord, let the light blink.
0: Lord, uh, let the climb a window. Lord, you can just let the black car with a drop top <laughs> playing Jeezy show up. So I know. Like, how many more signs do you need? Sis, just do what you're supposed to do. Go on, mm-hmm. do it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And I'm thankful for sometimes that doesn't always,
1: I want to say not work, but God's like, we're past that. Like, when you were a babe in christ when you were like younger in your faith yeah i moved through these signs but like now Mm -hmm. you know my voice you know when i'm calling you to do something you prayed on it like you ain't gotta do all that yeah Yeah." and then sometimes i just won't naturally ask for one because i already know i'm like i already know this is what i have to do Like yeah so more likely god will speak to me through a dream nowadays versus like Mm -hmm. a sign so i'll have i was like lord speak to me tonight or but naturally, sometimes I just don't really act for that. I'm like, I just, I know his voice and I know that feeling I get when God is calling me or telling me to do something. Mm-hmm. Do
0: it. And that comes with growing in your faith, like you said, right? Like once you get used to hearing God's voice and you become more obedient, yes. I feel like it comes in clearer and clearer. That's yes. such a good point because even me starting this podcast and starting my coaching business and moving from the corporate space into this, I was comfortable at my job, right? I was uncomfortable because I knew I had a bigger calling, but I was comfortable with the steady paycheck. I was comfortable with the benefits. When I heard God tell me that it was time for me to give that up, I didn't ask for no signs. I just said, okay. And I went to my husband and said, listen, this is what I'm hearing. This is what I'm feeling. And then Although I didn't ask for signs, there were things that were solidified, right? Like I would listen to a TD Jake sermon and it would talk about how you need to step out on faith and do what God called you to do with the business. Or I would listen to Patrice's podcast and it would be talking about the fear of stepping out and, you know, being in your purpose, just all these different things. And I think it's important that we don't always, like you said, look for those specific signs, but trusting your gut right trusting your heart and your intuition and that's something that is embedded into what i do when i work with my clients right like as we're moving through and helping them get to their next best step what does your gut say and so many of us just dismiss that right like that's god talking to us that's the intuition saying girl do it yeah you know because you
1: have to do it like God can give you, can have the faith all day, but if you don't do the work, it's pointless. He can give you sign after sign. I believe in God, blah, 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 but you have to do the work. I remember I was wanting very young. I wanted to go on a trip to Israel, Jordan, and Dubai. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I didn't have any money, and the trip was like $3,300. And I was like, I really, really want to go. And God showed me the verse with the woman with the issue of blood. Mm. And she had this problem for 12 years. It didn't go away. She went to different doctors to try to, you know, get rid of it. And it didn't happen. And she knew that Jesus was coming. And she was like, if I could only touch the hem of his garment, then I would mm. keep She had to faith it her mine. But she literally had to push through the crowd. She was probably weak because, you know, she has her condition. And she pushed through and had that faith and touched him. And at that moment, I realized I can be like, go God, open the door, have a donor bless me, blah, blah, blah. Let me walk out as a duffel bag full of money. Like, you can just start drinking all kind of crap. Right. Crazy it's crazy fall in my lap. <laughs> yeah. And in that moment, I was like, if I want to go, I have to do the work. I now have the faith, I have to do the work. So I started. Just all kind of ways I started reaching out. I created like a campaign on Kickstarter to raise money. I started to, I had all this jewelry that I had when I was younger. I sold all that, got $1,900 from old jewelry. Um, I started doing different events. Like I just did a whole bunch of things to get the work, to get, you know, the money I needed to go. So I could have Mm had faith all day, but if I didn't actually move my feet, it was pointless. It was dead. It was like, okay, so you just live in La La Land.
0: Yep yeah faith without works is dead, like you said, right, like, and some of us who are believers get stuck there, like, God know my heart, I get so tired of hearing that, God yeah. know my heart, yeah, and he see what you're doing too, though, so like he can know your heart all day long, yeah, but what are you gonna do, right, mm-hmm. and just like if you're praying to get into a new job, right, like God, I can't stand this job, it's unhealthy. Help me get out of this. You have to apply like you can't just sit wish hope and pray you have to actually do something. So that's such a good point. Oh my gosh. This has been so good (laughs) and exciting to talk about. Again, I love what you're doing as a faith coach. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and then afterwards, I want you to Talk a little bit about how people can get a hold of you, what you kind of have going on now and or in the future. Is that okay? Yes, definitely. Okay, cool beans. Um, First question is, if you had an opportunity to go back in time and talk with your 17-year-old self, what is the one piece of advice you would give her?
1: I would tell her to stop being so afraid. I would have did a lot more things. I would have started a business that I was currently doing at the time. I would have not been in a relationship that I was in so long because I was afraid to be lonely. I would have been more radical. Okay. Not worried about the opinions or expectations of other people.
0: Okay. That's good. You answered the second part of why. So thank you for being proactive in doing that. <laughs> Okay, because this is the Flow and Flourish podcast, how do you make sure that you flow and flourish on a regular basis? Yes,
1: just staying intentional about pursuing God because our walk is not perfect. Sometimes we kind of fall off the wagon, but to always be intentional about trying to just go closer, just be a little better. And I also love to learn. And so how I flourish is I read, I research, I try different things. I just mm-hmm. fool myself with knowledge of so many things, of health, of just everything. And so I think I definitely flourish by always being a student um, okay. from God and just these things in life that I have nothing, no idea about. That's
0: amazing. I'm going to put you on the spot. What you reading right now? Ooh, I'm reading the China study. Ooh, what's it, that about? It is a
1: research book, basically, where a couple of doctors went to China and they researched different areas of China with different people who had different diseases. And they mm-hmm. found that the areas where people had cancer or diabetes or any type of stroke or anything, that those cultures ate meat and animal products. And the cultures that had a vegetarian, vegan diet had no diseases. None mm-hmm. at all.
0: So I'm gonna really- need you to send me the title of that book, girl. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. Holy cow. Okay then. <laughs>
1: so it links animal products to diseases, which you know, America, we have a whole health epidemic. So. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: yeah. Oh wow. That's so dope. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is the one takeaway that you want listeners to walk away with today? I know we've talked a lot about. Really great things, but the one thing more than anything that you want people to walk away with? To be intentional about being
1: obedient. So maybe there's something that is on your mind or you've been thinking about over and over and you feel like God is calling you to say something to someone, do something. It doesn't have to be as radical as moving or quitting your job. It can be, you know, Helen, somebody borrow a hundred dollars when you like, God, I'm not lending nobody no money. I don't I'm barely <laughs> paying my bills. Like, no lord, like saying yes. And I think those little yes, those little choices that you make to say yes and okay God, I'll do it kind of leads to the bigger ones. And so, like I mentioned before, like my trips where I had to believe God for a certain amount of money to go somewhere that helped build my faith in the years before to take that huge leap of faith to move and leave everything and everyone I knew and go somewhere else. So just be intentional about your daily thoughts, the ways that God is speaking to you and just do it. If God is saying, simply put that shopping cart back to the front of the store, that's him tugging on you. If you say, okay, pick that trash up,
0: like say yes. Be obedient. Say O-be- yes and be obedient, period, oh. with a capital T. yes Yes, good oh okay so I want you to share with us anything that you're currently working on I know you have some t-shirts I know that you you know you're doing your faith coaching anything that you want to share with the listeners on what you're doing and how they can get in contact with you and partner with you
1: Definitely. So I am currently making my coaching program. I'm going to do it group coaching. I normally do one-on-one, but I think I can help more people at a time by, you know, group coaching. So I am launching my program a little bigger to have more of an intimate setting, but to coach, you know, a few women at a time. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you are interested in that, you can email me at hello at thefaithmovers.com. And you can also go to thefaithmovers.com to see that. And then also I have shirts. I had a dream and in the dream I seen uh, Black Excellence has been quarantined enough. Mm. So I woke up and I created the shirts and I created, you know, a whole clothing brand out of that. So that is the Deepthinkers..com mm. deep okay. DeepThinkerClothing.com. Don't worry.
0: Um, I'll have it all in the show notes okay. with the links and all that so I can get my shirt. Okay. Yes. So yes, please check me out. Okay, good. And then what about your social media handles? Are you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any of that?
1: Yes, I am on Facebook and Instagram at Genesia Green. That is G-E-N-I-S-I-A, green like the color.
0: Okay wonderful. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for being here and mm-hmm. sharing your journey and thank you for being obedient and helping other people, other women to do the same thing because you know as a woman, we question, you know, ourselves, what we're doing, if we're good enough, am I going to make it? We put all this extra pressure in our heads and on our shoulders. So, honestly, just talking with you and knowing more about your story helps to motivate me to keep doing what I'm doing as well. I'ma keep being obedient. I'ma say yes. I'ma okay. put the shopping cart back, sis. I'm just I'ma do it. No more Amazon. Okay. I'ma stay off Amazon. Only things that I need. So thank you for saying that because I know somebody else needs to hear that. They don't need no more Amazon packages showing up on their front door. Because Amazon breaking up marriages right now. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, again, thank you for being on the podcast. I'm so glad that you are launching your coaching program so that you can continue to have such a great impact on the world. Thank you. Thank you so much for having
1: me. I'm so happy that God has moved in you so many different ways and that you're, you know, able to be a voice to help encourage and have this message shared with other people. Thank
0: you. Oh, you're welcome. Yay. Listen, was that not as bomb as I said it was going to be? I really hope that you had pen and paper or your phone or your laptop or something to really get all of the nuggets and the information that we released and being very transparent. There were some things that I didn't anticipate talking about, but I now know that you know my story and the things that I have overcome are not necessarily for me. So I don't mind being an open book and being vulnerable because I believe that's where the power and transformation lies. So if you learned something else about me that you did not know, let me know. Um, I also, of course, want to just as always, thank you so much for showing up, not only here to listen to me, but For showing up for yourselves, because I know that you take time out of your day to listen to this. And even when you're sharing the episodes and subscribing, like I really just want you to know how much I appreciate you in doing that and how glad I am that you are even listening so that you can start to show up for yourself in a way that you know is helping you to practice and make self-care a lifestyle. Now... If you have not already subscribed, I know that you probably should do that, you know, right now. Go ahead and go back and subscribe. And then look for me on Facebook Live for Flow Fridays. Janicia and I, along with many of the other guests who are on here, will be doing live Q&As on Facebook Fridays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you can find me on my Facebook business page and get that link. I typically invite everybody that's on my friends list anyway, just because I don't want anybody to miss it. But again, we're going to be having a live Q&A, open conversation. It's always really, really good. So I invite you to join me there. And I also invite you to tag me in social media, whether it's on Facebook or on Instagram. And let me know that you're listening. Let me know how this helped you. If you are in a position where you are feeling led to be moved by God, and this has helped you to get over that hump, we want to know. Make sure you let me know, let Janesia know. Stay tuned for all the wonderful things that we have going on and make sure that you just connect with us. And as always, I want to continue to be your capacity coach, and I'm honored to be able to be here and serve you and help you create balance between your personal and professional life without ever having to sacrifice yourself, your family, and what matters most. I will talk to you next week.